WBEG Charlotte's plug for new hip hop and RB. Today's high is going to be right near 78. Right about now, it's about 60 degrees in Charlotte, America. And in the madhouse with me this morning, y'all say what's up to Miss Jessica, the girl next door. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. We're all in our places with bright, smiling faces. And this is the way we start our new day. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Miss Jessica. How you doing? How you feeling? Cold. You cold? I am cold. Oh. I'm always cold in the studio, but other than that, I'm feeling good. I feel, I feel good, man. I uh, I feel good because a lot of uh, breaking news on yesterday and then, um, you know, watching the BET Hip Hop Awards last night, man. Watching the baby perform. How many times did he perform? But like 10? The whole show. <laughs> that Should might have been called The Baby. Yeah. The might've... BET Hip Hop Awards <laughs> featuring The Baby. <laughs> it looked like I went a block party, didn't it? Man. <laughs> he was on every set. But I was so proud of him, man. I was just so proud of him. And, you know, I, got, I started to say, Charlotte, we up one. And, boy, listen, that boy put on last night. Yeah. He, he put on last night. He looked real good. Uh, brought the whole fam with him. I mean, this is like this is like a dream come true for for him and his family. And, you know what I mean, just see somebody from Charlotte doing it that big. Um, being in this music game for so long, it's, it's like, like, wow. Like, um, and then, and then the, the people that he's with, you know, Arnold. Um, watching him grind and and watching him do his thing from from the bottom up too is is on a, and a pleasure show. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, but not only to watch the baby, like to see the baby out there was great. Yeah. Um, but just to see North Carolina, yeah, out there, you know, the baby won his award, and then right after he won his award, Rhapsody performs and her performance was hot she's north carolina yeah pd pablo was out there he's north carolina uh afion crockett fayetteville yeah, you know Fayetteville. Uh, chico bean winston-salem state university ybm corday raleigh north carolina a couple more people that were in the actual ciphers mm-hmm. straight out of the north carolina's like North Carolina definitely represented. represented at those BET Awards last night. So. Uh, and even the dude that was in the the, the uh, whack uh, <laughs> the whack battle, <laughs> the whack battle, he was from North Carolina. So shout out to him too, man. It, it, we definitely represented as as you know as a state. But uh, man, to see the city represent with the baby, because like I said, every time I looked on the TV, he was performing or doing something. I say, what well, the is is the boy ever gonna get to sit down? Is he ever gonna get to sit down? But it, it was it was dope. Uh, we're gonna be talking uh, BET Hip Hop Awards this morning. Also, breaking news in the Joshua Brown case. We got an update to that for you this morning, as well as it's a salute to all the women today, man. It's a Working Woman Wednesday inside the Madhouse. We got a special guest coming up at our six o'clock. Yeah, hour. I heard about this woman at an event that I was at. Um, shout out to Wilmo and a vibe called Fresh. Um, and as soon as he read off her credentials, I was like, oh, okay. Look, she is definitely a working woman. So we got to bring her up on a Wednesday. She is Black Girl Magic. I'm really excited to share what she is doing because what she is doing is really big. So ladies, make sure that you're listening up. Fellas, make sure that you're listening up to learn about our working woman this Wednesday. Yeah, we always like to salute to our hardworking women here in the community, especially when, they got, when they're doing different types of jobs and they got all these accolades. We definitely got to salute them and appreciate them. So she'll be in the building in a few minutes. And I also, I also want to send a huge shout out Tried to get her in here next week, mm-hmm. but the news broke yesterday. Um, shout out to my girl, Vanessa Roy. She mm-hmm. is a Johnson C. Smith alumni. She is the first African-American female engineer mm-hmm. for the Charlotte Mecklenburg Fire Department. Huge, huge, huge accomplishment for her. Her name is Vanessa Roy. Like I said, I tried to get her in here for Working Women Wednesday next Wednesday, but we definitely got her coming up in a couple weeks. We were able to book her. So congratulations to her, but I want to shout her out because that news broke um, yesterday. So congratulations to her. That's awesome. Vanessa Roy. 
All right, man, uh, we got an action-packed show for y'all today, man. Y'all know how we, we do. We got tickets on the way for y'all this morning. You want to go see Chance the Rapper, we're going to have those coming up for you. In your nosy neighbor news with Miss Jessica at 724. You want that $100 Fandango card? We got that for you, too. And you know how we do it each and every Friday. We invade the White House. That's right. We in the White House each and every Friday. We got them tickets on the way for you this morning, too, inside No Limit Larry in the Morning Madhouse. Well, let's go on and get it started. With your inspirational power word of the morning is Pastor R.J. Davis of Nations Ford Community Church. Good morning. I'm Pastor R.J. Davis, and this is your moment of inspiration. Have you ever had? I go where I want. Good, good. Play if you want. It's do I'm a young CEO. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No limit Larry. The morning we're at House Charlotte's plug for new hip-hop and R&B. 60 degrees right now. Today's high is going to be right near 78. The baby who killed the last night at the BET Hip-Hop Awards. And y'all know what time it is inside the Madhouse. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about who? Let's talk about who? Let's talk about who? Let's talk about. That's right. It is time for the Madhouse question of the day, and it's being brought to you by Bojangles. Long on the Power 98FM.com for your chance to win a $100 gift card courtesy of Bojangles. They're celebrating the Panthers' 25th season with a special edition Bow Box. Go to Power98FM.com right now for your chance to win. Alright, Madhouse question of the day. The BET Hip Hop Awards aired last night. A lot of people were talking about it. So we want to know what was your favorite part and what was your least favorite part? What was your favorite part of the Hip Hop Awards and what was your least favorite part of the Hip Hop Awards? I would say for me, there were two, but it's sort of combined into one. One was seeing the baby get Best New um, Hip Hop um, Artist mm-hmm. and then also seeing Rhapsody right after him. Mm-hmm. Like she put on a great performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that right there, that just whole little Carolina moment right there was was one of my favorite parts about the BET Hip Hop Awards. My least favorite, um, I felt like they didn't do a lot of ciphers, and the ciphers were really, 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 really long this year. Um, but that that rap b- battle was horrible. Yeah, that freestyle battle was horrible. I so, totally agree. Yeah, that was. My least favorite part. Yeah, so my favorite part was, like you said, just seeing the baby just all over, just all over the Hip Hop Awards show. And it just, it seems like, it seemed to me last night like BET was 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 paying homage to the hip hop scene here in North Carolina. You know, they brought Petey Pablo out with Sweetie. You know, the, the baby was all over it, Rhapsody. So I don't know if that was their theme, but that's what it seemed like last night. So I definitely enjoyed all of that. But you know what I enjoyed um, as well? Lil Duval is those. Mm. I enjoyed Lil Duval as those. I, I really did. I think he did an excellent job, and I think they need to bring him, you know, for the for the big award show, for the regular uh, BET Awards come, come uh, next summer, 2020. They'll probably go a little bigger name, but I'm just saying. But I, th- I thought he did an excellent job. But my overall favorite part was just, just seeing the baby. What about yours? Hashtag M-H-Q-O-T-D. Hashtag M-H-Q-O-T-D. How do they join the conversation? You can Justin? join the conversation on our Instagram pages. It's going to be on my Instagram story. At Hey Miss Jessica is on Larry's timeline at I am No Limit Larry, or you can always leave it on our voicemail, 704 227 8780. And if you notice, we haven't mentioned Burpee this morning. Um, he's not here, which means that he lost the bet. Yeah, because if you, I, we just need to make sure that that's known. Well, yesterday he, he had a show last night in mm-hmm. Ohio, mm-hmm. and he, he bet us vending machine. We yes. wouldn't bet no money or nothing. It was all vending machine bets yes. that he would be here on time and he wouldn't miss no breaks on the show. Yes, he is. He is he is going to be late. He is late. Oh, yeah, he's late. Yeah, we yeah. we knew that. Yeah, that's, we already That's know. exactly why I took yeah. that back. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, normally I don't take a back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I reach, took that back. So reach, I need, reach the cup to everybody. What we need to do is go over there and figure out what we want out the vending machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bert. Bring, bring, bring dollars. That, yeah, Bring dollars. Yeah, yeah. Don't live in Y'all know. Man, these folks folk got to hit his no cap. No cap. <laughs> What's going on? It's Miss Jessica, the girl next door. It's time for another nosy neighbor news quickie. Oprah Winfrey is full of surprises. The media mogul was on the campus of Morehouse College to celebrate her Oprah Scholars Program, the 30th anniversary, and ended up investing in her own thing by donating $13 million. Her investment pushed the program to $25 million, making her endowment the largest in the history of 
of the historic university. Oprah's program has helped with the education of over 600 students. So way to go, Miss Oprah. I'm Miss Jessica, the girl next door. That is your Nosy Neighbor News Quickie. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say. That's your Nosy Neighbor News. Quickie, <laughs> that, that. Here's music from Trey Songs. It's called All Night Long here on Charlotte's Plug Power 98. It's a game. You think it's a game? It's Power 98 WPG, Charlotte's plug for new hip-hop and R&B. It's no little Larry in the morning madhouse. And, of course, you know what it is, man. It's your madhouse question of the day. What are we talking about today, Ms. Justin? We are talking about the BET Hip-Hop Awards. We want to know what was your favorite part and what was your least favorite part. Let us know. At Hey, Ms. Justice, send my story at I am no limit Larry on his timeline, or you can always leave your response on our voicemail, 704-227-8780. All right, and coming up, we got a working woman Wednesday. We got a nice working lady in the building this morning. Find out who she is up next at Spot 98. No limit, Larry! Everybody knows she's working and she's grinding, work, working and she's grinding. Everybody knows she's working and she's grinding, working and she's grinding, work, working and she's grinding. They being brought to you up by our winter block party. You know, it pops off December the 5th, starring the baby. Tickets go on sale this Friday. This Friday at 10 o'clock. Log on to power98fm.com for more information. And in the building this morning, who we got, Miss Jessica? Oh, we have a very special working woman. I told you all earlier, I was at an event with her. We were playing black trivia or something black like trivia. that. <laughs> and um, shout out to my homeboy, Winston, when he got up there and he read... Her bio, a little brief bio about her, he sort of spilled it up off the top of his head. I was like, oh, whoa, hold on. We got to get her in for Working Woman Wednesday. She is a Charlotte native. She has been active in the social work field ever since 2005. She is the first, first in-house therapist for the NFL, specifically our Carolina Panthers. She is a black woman. Come she on now. Black girl magic. Talk Y'all give it. it up for Miss Tish Garen. Let's have a round of applause for What's up, Miss Tish? How you feeling this morning? I'm feeling great. Y'all get up early, man. Right. <laughs> I'm here. I'm glad to be here. So, as a mental health therapist for some for an organization like the NFL, like how does your day begin? Like, how, what, do you, what do you even start at? Meditation. Okay. Mm. Mm. No, seriously. So I'll start off with like at least 15 minutes of meditation just because I don't know what the day is going to bring. So it's something that I practice, you know, even my private practice. And when I'm talking to players or even people in general, like starting off with a little bit of time that's just for yourself. That's just for you to kind of get your mind together and get ready for whatever the day may bring. So uh, I start off with that. And then for me working with the Panthers, it's literally whatever the kind of the day goes. So whether it's me kind of responding to a bunch of emails or whether that's, you know, me making sure that I go and eat breakfast and kind of touch base with some of the players. Um, that's really where it goes. But, so. but hold on, though. We're talking about young, rich, 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 rich athletes. What 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 problems do they have? Like, I mean, what, pro- rich. <laughs> <laughs> what problems do you have when you're young and you're making millions? Well, it's not necessarily problems. I think that a lot of times people forget that they are individuals, right? I got you. That they are, they are people just like anyone else. The same problems that anyone else or the same issues or strikes or tribulations that anyone else will have, they will have. So just because they might be financially well off, some of them, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that they are, you know, immune to life's trials and tribulations. Right. So if they're having an issue with or a concern with anything, I usually kind of take that time to kind of float around. The stadium, I'll make sure that, you know, I'm visible is really kind of the biggest thing um, that I think uh, plays the biggest impact is they, they see me every day, most mm-hmm. times a day. So um, if, they, if there's something going on, they have time to grab me, say, Tish, what's up? What do you think about this? Um, and then sometimes, even if it's not, a big part of what I do is rapport building. Um, in, in the National Football League, because there is so much turnover right. in players, you know, that rapport building is every day. Every day I'm probably meeting somebody new um, that just kind of joined the roster. Okay. So a lot of that is, you know, a, a very big part um, of what I do as well. Now, Tish, how did you get to become the first person in the NFL, period? Did the NFL come to you? Did you go to NFL and say, hey, I think this would be a good idea to have this with an organization? So, well, let me preface with saying that there are – uh, individuals that have been with the NFL for a very long time. They're clinicians. Every team, every 32, every, all 32 teams have a clinician. Mm-hmm. Now, um, his 
historically, I believe that most of them were joined in as, as contracted. So which means they weren't full time in house. They worked a few hours, you know, per week that they were dedicated to the team, to the organization and to the players. Um, so for me, it was a situation where I had a mentor that was in the league and I just kind of built that relationship, you know, with him. You know, I kind of proposed this idea of me wanting to do this type of work and me being in the field for the last, you know, 13, 14 years or whatever doing this stuff. I recognized that there was a gap. I had friends that were in the league um, that played professional football, and I kind of saw the after effects of, you know, when they left, when they retired, you know, going from um, basically a very, very strict schedule Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. to something where it's like no one's telling you what to do, where you need to be. Um, It's a very big change. Uh, So I felt like there was a need, and I wanted to address that need. So um, I kind of worked that connection for, you know, about two years. Again, he was a mentor to me. Um, we, I started getting on, I got on the Cigna health panel, the EAP. So I was seeing, you know, athletes anyway in my private practice. Um, and then that just kind of developed, you know, from there. And then I was working, um, in my private practice. I also worked at, you know, the hospital and then I just got a call out the blue and he was like, Hey, the Panthers need somebody interested. And I was like, yep. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Um, So I interviewed along with a couple of other, you know, clinicians who also interviewed and, um, they offered me. The position and that's basically how it works all right coming up man we got more with tish garen she's live inside the madhouse it is a working woman wednesday today is working women wednesday on power 98 Shot plug for new hip hop and we back on working women wednesday and who's in the building today Ms. we Just- have miss tish garen she is the first in-house therapist for the nfl specifically our carolina panthers tish i want to ask you you know the nfl is a male dominated world social work is sort of like females you know females sort of run that world how do you balance the two the the male dominated world and the female dominated world and how do you overcome the obstacles um that you face being there working with all of those men in in the nfl well first i'd say that a lot of it has to do with your personality right so me being who I am, I'm someone that came, you know, or that comes from, you know, the social world where it's like primarily female dri- driven psychotherapy, uh, psychotherapist where that's still primarily female driven. Mm-hmm. So it's the perception that, you know, in a therapeutic setting, like you have to be very meek and meager. You have to use very, you know, soft mm-hmm. tones. Um, but naturally, I'm a very outgoing person. Like I'm just going to, I'm someone that's going to speak their mind. I'm going to say what I got to say and I'm keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm very uh, much of a lioness in that way. So going into a prim- predominantly male-dominated field for me was awesome because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a lioness talking to a bunch of lions. I can just say what's on my mind, mm-hmm. and they're not going to cry or feel some type of way or get in their feelings. So for me, it was refreshing because mm-hmm. I'm like, I could just say what I need to say, and, you know, it'll, it'll be received well. Um, and that's kind of what, what what's happened. So I haven't really been in a situation where – I've had huge obstacles in that way. Again, I think one of the obstacles, you know, that, that I faced was um, just really understanding the turnover and being mm-hmm. consistent and making sure that I'm constantly building rapport, you know, with these men, with these warriors. Um, and that's been, like, the biggest thing. But I think as far as, like, me being me and being driven, uh, that's something that works well in this type of, of setting, in mm-hmm. this type of sport. What is the most common issue you see athletes for? Um. Really, it's a wide range of things. Mm -hmm. I I will say the most common thing is the same things that everyone else faces throughout, you know, their life. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be a relationship issue. It could just be, look, I'm not sure if my communication style is working with this person Mm -hmm. or, you know, I I feel like I'm making, you know, offending people. You know, I might need to work on that. Um, It's things that are very, you know, general in a lot of sense. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that people have to, you know, realize is that the same things that you deal with day in and day out are the same things that these men de- they deal deal with day in and day out. There really isn't too much of a distinct, distinct difference. And I think uh, they check way different than mine. Their check might be a little bit different. <laughs> it's a hell of a distinct but difference. The problems, but, but, but the issues and concerns that may come up are, are really the same. You know what I'm saying? And I think when I came into this um, to this work, 
that was the thing that I had to realize. I had to get rid of my own biases. I had to get rid of my, get rid of my own, you know, false perceptions mm-hmm. of what I felt like their yeah. issue should be based off of their status, their right? Lifestyle. Or their lifestyle, mm-hmm. and basically looking at really the root of human nature, the root of you know human interaction, and what those issues and concerns might be. I'm so, Tish, the mental health. Going to see a therapist, that's a big thing in right. the African-American community right now. You Absolutely. Know, they're saying African-Americans really need to go and, you know, talk about their mental health and, mm-hmm. and really get this taken care of. And we know the NFL, it's, it's a large population of African-Americans. Right. Are, these, are the athletes open to risk going and talking to you and sitting down, or do you find them being sort of reserved? I think the biggest thing was for athletes to be open to being open, right? To be open to being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I still have to go back to that rapport building. They have to get used and comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there has been a major shift in the NFL um, and definitely now in the NBA too, because they've just soon followed suit where every team like the NFL now has, they have all NBA teams have to have a clinician that is available. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been amazing, you know, to see that, while we might not be as far along as people might think we need to be in terms of just addressing mental health and having access to people to talk to, we still got to recognize, you know, how far we have come. You know, to say now that the NFL and the NFLPH put out this joint mandate that basically says every team now doesn't have a choice. They have to have someone available for these players, whereas before it was optional, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain extent. Now you have to have someone. That's a major step, and yeah. that's not right. something that, you know, we should take lightly. Now, um, even though the football season is seasonal, Mm-hmm. Are the players? Are you available to the players after the season? And do you do you have your, do you do your own thing when the season is over with? So because I'm um, full time in house, I'm there all year. Okay. Um, so I'm available all year round, whether we're in season, whether we're off season, whether we're doing OTAs. Um, I attended training camp for the whole three weeks down in Spartanburg with our guys. I was there um, in the off season. You know, uh, it's also all the draft stuff. So I attended all of that last year. So I went to combine. Um, I started looking at prospective players that would be coming along with all the other scouts <laughs> across mm-hmm. the country. Um, so I make myself available for whenever. So I make sure that I really reiterate that to the guys that if there's something going on and you're not in the stadium or you're not even in the state, don't necessarily feel like you still can't reach out. Well, there she is, Miss Tish Guerin. Thank you so much for being here. And your, your story of you're, you're an inspiration because your story of like seeing a gap, um, seeing a need. And then going out there and actually saying, hey, I can do this. I can Absolutely. fill this gap. That's that's an inspirational story. So that's I hope dope. a lot of ladies and men were up listening this morning and, and, and got that information. Thank you so much for being here. If anybody would like to get in con- contact with you, how can they do that? So uh, you can hit me up on social media, more so Instagram. I'm not that big on it. But um, it's The Real Dope Therapist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Real it's Dope the real Therapist. All right. Dope Therapist. Um, I'm on IG. Um, and that'll probably be, like, the best way. All right. Yeah. There it is. And before we let you go, who who's the craziest? That, no, I'm just playing with you. I do got no a question, comment. though. I, got, no I, I, do, I do got a question, though. Like, if you see, if like, when you see a player that needs some mental help, like Antonio Brown, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you get those players to open up? Like, you know, because a lot of a lot of no, guys shy away, a lot of guys shy away from getting help. So yeah, what do you a, do? How do you get that player to open up? That's a good up? question. So, like, to your last point, right? Yeah is if someone is shying away from getting help, it's kind of like when you think about somebody that's an addict, right? Yeah. They can get help till they're ready to get help. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many interventions that you provide, Absolutely. how much you say this is a danger to yourself and to your life and to your family. Until they're ready to do it, there's not really much you can do. All you can do is continue to make sure that they have the platform and understand that, that you are available, yeah. that there is help out there when they're ready. But a mar- major part of that it has to be that they have to be ready. Burpee, there is help out there for Shut you. up, Larry. <laughs> Ladies, tell them I woke up like Today is for the ladies. I woke up like this. It's working women. Last year, huh. Can I do pimps? Pop up, yeah, the green pimps. Charlotte's plug for new hip hop and R&B. It's You know what time it is. It's time to let y'all shine. Your kids doing well. Your mama doing well. Shout out to yo daddy. Good morning. You got somebody to get to let shine this morning. Oh, yes. Go ahead. We want to run with our daddy shine, the Marcus Green Hall. Thank you for opening the book for us. Uh, no, you got to say it right now. You got to say it right. When you call up and you shout out to daddy, you got to say it just like this. Repeat after me. Shout out to my daddy! 
Good morning. Who trying to let shine? Good glorious morning. We trying to make this movement entertainment business coming soon. Shout out to charity. My baby daddy is Quincy Mike Mike. Good morning. You want to let somebody shine? Morning. And who would you like to shine? I want my babies to shine. Journey, Jace, and Jayana, Brooklyn, my niece, and Zai, my niece, Justice, my nephew, mm. Jackson, my nephew, and my babies, my family, my Paco crew. So good morning, y'all. Let's get it. Power 98, good morning, who's trying to let shine? Larry Mims, this is Deborah from the block. I just want to show my appreciation for you coming out to the block on Sunday. Block loves CLT, absolutely loves you. They still talking about you. So I want to let your light shine this morning, Larry. And thank you, Miss Deborah. I appreciate that. Oh, you welcome. Y'all have a blessed day. You too. Amen. Black Love Charlotte each and every Sunday, man. They go out and support the homeless men and women um, starting at 8.30 in the morning. So you still have time to get up, um, go out there, and make it to church. So shout out to everybody who goes out to Black Love Charlotte. Power 98, good morning. Good morning. What's up, big dog? You got somebody you want to let shine? Yeah, I'm going to shout out myself. My birthday, October the 10th. Um, I got a raise. Got a $4 raise within eight months. Congratulations to you. That's what's up, Happy big dog. Happy birthday. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. The nosy neighbor news, quickie. Y'all, y'all, y'all knows. Man, these folks, these folks got to hit his No cap, no cap. Uh, 721 here in the Queen City. You know, the BET Hip Hop Awards aired last night. Got details about who took home the awards. A sentencing date has been set for Takashi 69. Got details about that. Um, and... Really, really excited about this. Someone is back. So, got some details about that, too. But we're about to get a um, biography. Um, who are we getting a biography about? A biography? Mm-hmm. Um, Probably about mm, uh, P. Diddy. P. Diddy. Yes. A biography okay. of book, Ike Turner. Ike Turner. He did. Okay. Huh? Because he did. I would be reporting on a biography about Ike Turner yeah, on Charlotte's hip hop station. And he, all right, that and, makes sense. And he did. Didn't we report on Aretha Franklin funeral? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> She's an icon. Ike Turner, he got something that came out. Somebody right. is well, somebody's his child. Uh, yeah, no. What? No. All right. Well, I, I got I'm your right. nosy neighbor news coming up next here on Charlotte's Blood Power 98. I want to know what it is. Quick is trying to fight. That's your nosy neighbor news. Quickie. <laughs> All right, that's coming up right after the baby and offset the name of the song. Baby, you know here on Club Power ninety eight. Snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite. What's going on, nosy neighbors? It's Miss Jessica, the girl next door. It is time for your nosy neighbor news being brought to you by the Sketchbook Tour. Keep listening for your chance to win tickets to the Sketchbook Tour featuring Fantasia, Robin Thicke, Tank, and Bonfires going down at Bojangles Coliseum on Friday, November 29th at 8 p.m. Tickets are on sale right now. Log on to Power98FM.com for more details. The BET Hip Hop Awards aired last night with host Lil Duval. 18 awards were given out with Jay-Z winning Hustler of the Year. J. Cole took home three awards. Megan Thee Stallion picked up two Mixtape of the Year and Hot Ticket Performer. Cardi B took home the Best Hip Hop Video Award for her Money Video. Album of the Year went to Travis Scott for Astro World. And a Baby won Best New Artist. Check out his acceptance speech. Uh, look, standing there today. Hey, look. It's nothing short of a blessing. You see what I'm saying? Nothing short of a blessing, man. It's a pleasure to share the same stage, you know, share the same building. It's all these legends in here. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's major, you know. I don't take it lightly at all, especially coming from that foe. You see what I'm saying? Especially coming from that foe. So, look, look, I'm going to leave it with this. Look, God is great. Shout out to everybody on my team, everybody that hold it down. Shout out to my beautiful mama. You see what I'm saying? Telling me I'm so handsome, that's why I feel like I'm the prettiest child of the <laughs> 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 
Quit playing. Hey, look, I appreciate y'all. Shout out to all the other contestants, man. Y'all do y'all thing, man. Y'all got... Lil' Kim was also celebrated with the I Am Hip Hop Award and and performed her hits alongside Junior Mafia. Well, the other half of the City Girls is back. JT was just released from prison after being sentenced over a year ago due to fraud-related charges. She got straight to work. She dropped a freestyle last night called First Day Out. You want to hear it? Well, we got it coming up for you right after the Nosy Neighbor News, so make sure you keep it locked. A biography that promises to dig deeper into the life of slain rapper Nipsey Hussle is about to make its way to um, store shelves. The biography will be titled The Marathon Don't Stop and is going to be released on March 4th, 2020. The book will include commentary from Nip as well as interviews from those who knew the rapper the most. Now, Nipsey's family didn't authorize the book, but proceeds from the sale of the book will be donated to his estate. Drake may have been outed by his own daddy. The rapper's father, Dennis Graham, says that he wasn't an absentee father and Drake only says that to sell records. Drake hasn't commented on his father's comments. We'll see what he has to say about it. A sentencing date has been set for rapper Takashi 69. The judge in the case ruled that the sentencing would be moved up and the rapper will learn his fate on December 18th at 10 a.m. The sentencing was originally scheduled for January. Happy birthday to actor Tyler James Williams, Lecrae, Jarrell Jerome, and Young Bay. I'm Miss Jessica Girl Next Door. That is your Nosy Neighbor News. Miss Jessica told you on the Nosy Neighbor News about JT. What did she say about JT? First caller through, correct answer. You're going to see Chance the Rappers, Power 98, 570 WPG. Wake up every weekday morning from 5.30 till 10 a.m. Larry Mad today has been brought to you by EPMD, baby. EPMD is coming to 30-year anniversary Saturday, November 30th at the Fillmore. He's bringing Beanie, they're bringing Beanie Siegel and Freeway. Tickets on sale right now, power98fm.com and all Ticketmaster locations. All right, today, Larry is mad at you black people. You black people, stop it. Stop it, stop it, black people. You know why I'm mad at black people? Because y'all get mad when other people have things just like you have, like the same thing. So, you know, we do black empowerment summons. We do black women is black women that. So the other day, these white ladies, they dropped. This is a true story. I got the event bright and everything. I'm going to post it so y'all can see it. They dropped a white woman wine tasting. A white woman wine tasting, right? They they, they got a flyer and everything. And the flyer and, and the Eventbrite says this is a celebration of white women and celebration of white culture. Of course, black people everywhere in Charlotte are mad that they got a white women wine tasting. That this is in Charlotte? In Charlotte that celebrates white culture. Now, y'all can't be mad. Y'all sit and go to all these black empowerments and black power this and black power that. Y'all going to be mad because they're celebrating their culture? I'm mad at y'all for Don't that. Don't do it, Jessica. Don't I, I'm do mad, it. I'm mad at y'all for that. I'm mad at y'all for that. Like if you, if you, I, and I, I, I could pull up ten million flowers with with black, black this and black that, and and a celebration of black culture. Why they can't celebrate? Now I did see one post where this is discriminatory. It is the only way it becomes discriminatory if you buy a ticket and they don't let you in. And they'll let you in. If you black, Hispanic, or anything other than white, and you buy a ticket and they don't let you in, then it's discriminatory. Other than that, hey, my sisters, y'all going to buy a ticket and going to celebrate the white women in there and they wine tasting. They don't get to celebrate no damn culture, Larry. <laughs> and celebrate. You, why they don't get to celebrate? But you know what the white culture is? Consists of what? Life. <laughs> <laughs> so let them celebrate life. their life. Let it, them celebrate their life. Is. The reason why black people do things, the black empowerment is because we weren't allowed. Our, our empowerment, our events, our culture is always downplayed, pushed to the side, and everything else. That's why we have to bring it to the forefront. And even when we bring it to the forefront, when we celebrate it, we're accused of being 
racist and they try to push it to the side. Talk to so, him, Jessica. So these, white, him, so Jessica. these white women can't have a white woman I, wine taste? So you I mad at it too? No, you mad at they white no, women wine taste? Baby, you mad at they white women wine taste? You damn right I'm mad at the white woman wine tasting. They probably only had white wine. You can't handle damn white woman wine tasting, Larry. Yes, you can. And they do it. And as a matter of fact, it's coming up. I'm going to buy you a ticket so you can go. White women women couldn't even vote. What cultures they celebrate? Uh What culture they celebrate? Whatever they want to celebrate, they got a white woman wine tasting. No. Well, don't y'all post no more black events then. Don't post no more black (laughs) events. It's bow time at Bojangles. The sizzle is back. Hurry in today and get two pork chop. Larry the Morning Madhouse shot his plug for new hip-hop and R&B. The Madhouse question of the day, hashtag M-H-Q-O-T-D. What did y'all think about last night's BET Hip-Hop Awards? Your favorite part and your least favorite part. Slide in our DMs. You can hit me at I am No Limit Larry. At Hey Miss Jessica. And at I am Burpee. And of course, you can leave it on our voicemail, 704-227-8780. Time to get Burpee stuck. Cut that music off, Larry. Cut that music off. Cut my music on. Ah. It's What's Up Wednesday. It's time to get the word from me, Pastor Real. And why do they call me that, Chuck? Because you keep it 100. 100. And today's word is do it for the culture. Larry, I heard when I was walking in earlier that there's a white woman Intervention going on here in Charlotte. White woman, white woman's wine tasting. I don't know what it sounds like, but anything to say white and meeting is a KKK convocation <laughs> oh, to me. Man, really, Pastor? Yes, and we got to do it for the culture, ladies and gentlemen. This is what you do: you go to this white woman wine tasting, you get all the tickets, you invade it, and you order all dark liquor, everything dark. <laughs> <laughs> you do it for the culture. You got to find everything white and invade it. Find the nearest bar mitzvah. Larry, have you ever seen a black bar mitzvah? I've never seen Jessica, it. Jessica, have you ever seen a black bar mitzvah? No, you don't. You go to the bar mitzvah and you make everybody there do the electric slide, turn it into a family reunion. <laughs> you going to make an electric slide? Of the yes, family. Larry. Cha-cha slide, wobble. It don't matter. Do a line dance other than ding, 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 ding. We don't want that. I've never even seen a white family reunion. <laughs> I've seen you got to do it for the culture. You go to the next bonfire that they... Wait, never mind. Uh, burning wood in the woods never worked out for us. So no. we don't want we no. don't want to do that. No. Go to the next hockey game. <laughs> 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 Invade that hockey game and tell these white folks we want to play too. Do it for the culture, Larry. The doors of the church are now open. And those the very stuff. Think about it. What you thought? It's default got to hit his. No cap. No 820 cap. here in the Queen City. It's time for another nosy neighbor news. Quickie. Uh, remember a couple of weeks ago I told you all about the New Jack City remake? Well, while a lot of people are excited about it, one key person says that he is not interested. And that is Wesley Snipes. <laughs> the man that played Nino Brown said, I'm not associated with it. Speaking I think Nino some Brown. things should be left alone. There's Same no word on who the cast will be for the reboot. It's bigger than Nino Brown. It's bigger than you, Nino Brown. Now you can't. You, I think you got to consult with people who you know who did it the first time. If you're gonna do a reboot, you got to at least consult with them. Is this if if no. this is a? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I don't want. I'm not here for a new Jack City reboot. It depends. I mean, I, I think they could like they redid Superfly with your boy. Trevor Jackson, Jackson, I think if they got they got the right cast together, they could redo it. I think it could be redone Superfly for the culture. Was, I, I can't even front. Superfly was good. Right. So if they if they redid it for the culture in this day and age, I think you got to have the right cast though, because it was it was it was so dope. You know what I mean? It was so dope. So but even even with Superfly being so good, it still didn't get the recognition that I, I felt like it deserved. I agree. I agree with that. What would be the problem with just leaving it alone? I mean, right. I'm not saying that. Leave it alone. I what mean, happened to black creativity? <laughs> you can do Come that too. Come on, with a new movie. At, at this point, we we are we are looking, and we would love to have some great new movies that we that 
this generation will be able to call classics yeah. later on in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the problem with just leaving it alone? They coming up with movies like The Trap. That was yeah. wrong. Yeah. And that with they putting out trash. That's why they rebooting all the good stuff. <laughs> All right, I'm Miss Jessica, the girl next door. That is your nosy neighbor news, Quickie. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say. That's your nosy neighbor news. Quickie, <laughs> Tell that, tell that. Hey, hey. The struggle is real. My family is no different from you. Yeah, we argue we got issues, too. You know the struggle is real. If it's a problem, I can't figure myself. I call my family to give me some help. The struggle is real. My family is no different from you. Another Blair the Morning Madhouse, Charlotte's plug for new hip hop and RB. We family Wednesday and family breaking news into the Madhouse. If you missed it yesterday, the update in the uh, Amber Geiger trial, you know, the key witness, Joshua Brown, was actually shot and killed. He was murdered uh, just days after the, the sentencing. And Dallas police gave an update to the uh, case on yesterday. Here's what they had to say. Through the dedicated work of my detectives, we have identified three suspects in the Joshua Brown murder. Jacarius Mitchell, black male, 20 years of age. Michael Mitchell, black male, 32 years of age. Thaddeus Green, black male, 22 years of age. According to suspect Jacarius Mitchell, all three suspects came from Alexandria, Louisiana to purchase drugs from Joshua Brown. Thaddeus Green was the facilitator. He's the one that contacted Joshua Brown. As they drove to the offense location, Thaddeus Green gets out of the vehicle, has a conversation with Joshua Brown, which escalates into physical altercations. At which time, Jacarius Mitchell gets out of the vehicle and he states that Joshua Brown orders him back into the vehicle and shoots him in the chest. As he's laying in the vehicle, he hears two more gunshots. He says that Thaddeus Green shot Joshua Brown two times. According to the autopsy report, Joshua Brown was shot two times in his lower body. One was a through and through, and the other entered his body just below the spine, traveled upward, damaging vital organs. Thaddeus Green also took the backpack that Joshua Brown had, as well as the gun that Joshua Brown had. Michael Mitchell was the driver. He dropped Thaddeus Green off at an unknown location, and he took Jacarius Mitchell to Promise Hospital to receive treatment. He was later transported to Parkland Hospital, where he is currently in police custody. All right. So the, if you missed that, that was the that was the update to what happened down in uh, Dallas, Texas, with Joshua Brown being shot and killed. Uh, a lot of speculation. A lot of a lot of people got their opinion about, you know, what happened. This is what Dallas police uh, came out. And this is what they are currently pursuing. And this is what they say happened in this case. Now, Madhouse Nation, what do y'all think? Do y'all believe this? Do y'all believe this story? Mm-hmm. Do y'all believe that these young, these three young men traveled four hours, approximately four hours from Alexandria to Dallas to purchase drugs from Joshua and end up shooting, killing Joshua Brown after he shot one of these young men? It's, it's too much that that's, that's left. Like what? Like they didn't say the relationship between Josh and They said it was guys. a drug deal. I, I, I understand that. But nine times out of ten, it, with marijuana, with weed, if you driving four hours from one state to another to get some weed from somebody, you know them somehow, some way. You ain't going to just drive four hours to meet a stranger and get some weed. Okay. Okay. Jess, you believe the story? Um, I I do think that, I do think that it's, it's very funny. You know, I think that, if this if this young man Brown was a drug dealer, um, that I think that that would have come up during the Amber Geiger case. Mm-hmm. Um, as big as that case was, and with the entire world watching that case, um, I'm pretty sure that they probably vetted through all these people and the um, prosecution would have gotten ahead of that if he was indeed. A, a drug dealer, and I think that it would have come out before then. Um, 
So I, I need to do a little bit more research on it, read up on it. I, 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 yeah, I don't, it, I, I'm not, and I'm, this is very quick. This mm-hmm. is very quick mm-hmm. for them to come out and mm-hmm. solve this case mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's it's very quick. And so I, men, I'm, men, I'm not a hundred percent sold Me and background noise, AKA DJ Shark. We was talking about it this morning. And one of the things we said that, you know, it seemed it seemed like a movie. Like it, it went together so fast. It came together so fast and pieced together like all the all the puzzle pieces match up with you know, it's a few things left out. But other than that, man, all the all the, the puzzle fit together perfect. You know what I mean? And the fact that it happened right right after the sentencing. Like it happened right like right after the sentencing, I think that leads people to believe like, mm, nah, it's something ain't something ain't right, ain't something ain't cleaning this milk. I think also the fact that he was shot in his stomach, I think that that's a message. I mean, not in, in his stomach, in his mouth. Well, see, the, poli- that- the police dispelled that later on. He said he was shot twice in the torso. Oh, he was okay. shot in his lower body and the bullet actually traveled from his stomach upward. Which uh, came out of some of his organs. The, the, uh, the uh, chief who was doing the update, he actually talked about that later on in the uh, update. So that might have just been, you know, just people speculating. It's fishy. Ain't this the same city a couple of years ago where that man was shooting at the police? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I really think it's Madhouse it's Nation. More what do y'all think about it? Too soon? Like, it, it, did, it, did, did everything unfold too fast? Does it seem fishy to y'all? Five seven zero WP. Yeah, that, that's what I said. I was saying um, it seemed like a movie. It, it definitely seemed fishy. Now sometimes you know things happen in life, and it is what it is. And it, you know it might seem like a movie and it seemed fishy, but that is exactly exactly how it happened. I just think it, it went. To, it came together all too fast, mm. and it all fit perfectly. Like he's a drug dealer. They found drugs in his house. Three suspects from from Louisiana. Um, he shot and killed. You know, what I mean, it's it's just too much. It came together too fast for me. Five seven zero WPG. What y'all think? It's Pod Out Eight. No limit. Madhouse Nation, family. What's up, family? We talking to y'all this morning. We having a round table. We having a a dinner discussion in breakfast time about you know the Dallas update. It came out in the Amber Geiger trial. Um, they have an update to the murder of Joshua Brown. One of the uh, police officers did an update on yesterday. Here's what he had to say. Through the dedicated work of my detectives, we have identified three suspects in the Joshua Brown murder. Jacarius Mitchell, black male, 20 years of age. Michael Mitchell, black male, 32 years of age. Thaddeus Green, black male, 22 years of age. According to suspect Jacarius Mitchell, all three suspects came from Alexandria, Louisiana, to purchase drugs from Joshua Brown. And then everything went left from there, and Joshua Brown was shot and killed, and one of the suspects was also shot, and he's in the hospital in Dallas. What do y'all think, Madhouse Nation? Are y'all buying this story? Good morning. Well, there's something fishy in the water. This sounds like a power episode. So you mean to tell me that they have a drug dealer as a witness for a crime where a black man is shot by a white woman cop and they fail to mention that? They don't say anything about that? And then I've watched enough law in order to know the trajectory of the bullet going from his stomach up, which means you was underneath him or he was laying down. It's, it's, too, it's too many loopholes in the story. And I think that just like what you said, Everything fits so perfectly. Like, they cover their, their, their tracks so well to make sure that the story makes sense. But those of us that really know, there's some holes that need to be filled. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's dead after giving his information on a very high-profile case. Now, if you, just like what Burpee said, you're traveling this far for a drug deal, it's not to a stranger. Somebody would have said, yo, I know somebody out in Dallas or I know somebody out in such and such you can get some good stuff from. And if you're traveling that many hours, you're not coming up with nickel bags. You're getting a good amount of drugs. Yeah. So what is the whole point of of killing this man after he's given his testimony, especially since the woman was all, she was getting all this sympathy in the courtroom. It just seemed like way too much. It seems way too, many, too much information that's missing. It's very fishy, and I'm sure... Everybody lying. Mm, she said, everybody lying. Mm, Power out of here, good morning. Um, it's not just fishy, it's funky. What they did is very <laughs> simple. They took that man's testimony and used it against him because during his testimony, if anyone paid attention, he did admit to him and the gentleman that was shot by the officer smoking weed. So what they did was took that 
and use it against them. It's simple. I mean, the story is too detailed that quick to you know. It's just it's it's it's, it's not it's not good. She brought up a very valid point. This story is very, very detailed. Like the officer, he knew they got out the car. They did this. They did this. Then he went and dropped this person off. He did this. Then he made a phone call. Then he called his mama. Then he ate breakfast. Then he ate dinner. The story is very detailed, very quick. I think that raises a lot of red flags for a lot of people. We got more of your comments on the way. It's Power 98. This report brought to you by Burke's Outlet, the grand opening. Yes, indeed. It's Nola Valeri in the morning Madhouse, Madhouse Nation. We talking to y'all today. We Y'all the family. We you know we having a family meeting. And in the family meeting today, we are discussing the Joshua Brown case. Uh, the update is that Dallas police came out yesterday, had a press conference, said they had three suspects. Uh, one of the suspects is in custody in the hospital because he himself was shot by Joshua Brown. Joshua Brown was then uh, shot by another one of the suspects and shot and killed by the other suspect. And they are trying to apprehend the other two suspects um, to go along with the one they already have in custody. Said it was a drug deal gone bad. Madhouse Nation, we asking y'all, Madhouse family, are y'all buying this story that Dallas police is telling us? Good morning. I really believe it was a setup. Just like the um, when the testimony was, when he he stated that he knew both of them, he didn't know both of them, but he had he knew that he smoked weed. That was a dead giveaway to me. Mm. This was already planned. It was strategically planned, and it came out too quick, and they were too detailed in the story. What police statement within days do they give you every single detail written out? No. They planned this, and they killed that man. Mm. Thank you for your call this morning. Power 98, good morning. Dig it, dig it. Dig it, dig it. What you got for me, big dog? Man, first off, top of the morning, Lizzie. Good morning, sir. Now, I'm not no detective, but I just want to just use my regular old CPCS on this. That's color people common sense. <laughs> now, with, with, with the situation, man, if this man is selling weed and his product is that good that people are coming out of state to get it, do you not think that this man is smart enough to understand that I'm a key witness in a high-profile case? I can't do no business right now because not only are the police mad at me, but they're probably following me. Not only are the police following me, the media is following me. So why would this man even think about doing transactions a day after the situation? It, it just don't add up. A man, if he's that successful and has a product that good, then he's smart enough to know that it's too hot to be trying to move a product right now. That's exactly what Miss Jessica said. She said that off the air. She just she matter of fact, she just made that same comment off the air. Yeah, I just don't well, think tell that. Tell Miss Jess, I said great mass thinker. Like I never really had a lot in common with her, but I feel a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <laughs> Y'all have a great morning. All right, diggy. Appreciate you, diggy, diggy. Uh, Power ninety eight. Good morning. We're talking this morning, Madhouse Nation, about the case of Joshua Brown coming out of Dallas, Texas. Well, there's so many problems with this. This. I mean, I don't even know where to start. But first of all, he is going to be a, he was supposed to be the number one witness for the civil trial. So there was still need for him. Um, they never mentioned, they say he shot someone. They never mentioned, was there any gunpowder on any of his fingers? Why wasn't he, why didn't he have detail? Why didn't he have protection mm. from the beginning? He was a witness. Was he, he was a witness. I wonder if he had protection, you know, during the regular trial. Um, so I'm sure his testimony made all the difference. And for one... You know, with the whole Jesse Smollett case, it took them forever, Chicago. They they wrapped this up so quick, <laughs> it's unbelievable, you know. They got all the, you know, three victims, well, the three people that drove, they know all their names, made sure they said black male, had a black a police officer or whatever he was to be able to share. So they, they, they know exactly what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like I was just saying up there, I've seen cases solved in the first 48, but I'm and just saying. Edited on, for television. I mean, but you know what I mean? But still, it's still in the first 48 hours, but I'm just saying. They give you 48 hours in 30 minutes. I don't believe that. <laughs> so they say. Like, I, just, right. I just don't even. I, 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 with this man being a key witness in this big national story. Unless he was just stupid. I just don't. I, I personally, I don't even think he sold drugs. I, and then if this was about a drug deal, how did these men walk away without the drugs? Well, they said it, the, the, officer did, the officer did say he took Joshua Brown's gun. He said he said that one of the suspects okay. on, said he took his gun uh-huh. and he also took the backpack containing money and weed. 
That's what the officer said in, in press conference. This is what I played for you again. I played for you again. I played for you again. It's too clean cut. It is. It's, it's I agree with that. One thousand percent. Way too clean. I've seen too many movies like this. Man. <laughs> <laughs> that really brings up a very good point, though. That when she's talking about um, him and the key witness, him being a key witness, yeah, in, in not having protection. Yeah. 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 Good morning. I think I smell bullshit. Okay, I really think they set that boy up to be killed because he had information on it. I, it's really faulty and fishy, and that's bull****. Well, it seems like Madhouse Nation has a unanimous decision that don't nobody believe this <laughs> story that the Dallas police is telling. That is one, it seems like nobody believes the story that the Dallas police is telling us uh, what they told us on yesterday, what happened in Joshua Brown case. Of course, we're going to continue to follow the story and keep you abreast of what's going on. Madhouse Nation, appreciate y'all chiming in. Lizzo, the baby, Truth Hurts, is Pot out of eight. It's time to play everybody's favorite game show. Are you Black Smart? All right, let's meet today's contestant. This is Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. We're going to play Black Smart. We're going to give you three questions. If you get okay. two or three questions correct, you win. You are Black Smart. However, if you do not, we need that hood black card, all right? <laughs> okay. What? I'm going to kick it off for you this morning. All I need to know is name me three. That's right, three TV Black Mamas. See, uh, Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. A1. Uh, um, 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 three, you said three TV moms? Yeah, three TV Black Mamas. Uh, three TV Black Mamas. Florence. Florence? Florence, Florence, uh, um, Florence wasn't nobody mama. George, Mrs. Jefferson. Miss Weezy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Give me one more. You said three? Yeah, I said three. I said three. She's struggling. That's the longest answer. Uh, 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 um. Mm. Yes. What, what, was, what was her name on the, um. I don't know. I don't know what show you're doing. Oh, I'm so sick of waiting. No, I don't think she got <laughs> No, she no, got no, 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 no. <laughs> Jessica, what you got for Megan the Stallion coined what phrase for June twenty first through September twenty third? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what phrase did Megan the Stallion coin? What phrase did what phrase did Megan Stallion coin? Mm-hmm. Come up, yeah, coin come, come up with, come up with. Um, up. Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Hell uh, no. What kind of uh, is that? What's she black smile at? Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. To the no, no, no. Listen. I help for her, though. I help. Mm, she took forever on your question. Clearly, you was trying to give her the answer. I, I mean, that was the easy one. So you thought. All right. You want to win on Black Smart? You can win. Uh, you got to answer my question and... Miss Jessica's question. 570-WPET. Oh, it's pot out of here. No limit. Madhouse question of the day. You know how it goes down inside the Madhouse. Hashtag M-H-Q-O-T-D. Question of the day was uh, the baby. Not the baby. The BET Awards. What was your favorite part of the BET Hip Hop Awards and your least favorite part? Miss Jessica, what's your DM say over there? Um, so my homegirl, Satasha, a.k.a. Miss Fluffy, she said Lil Duval's opening. And, 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 and that was a great part. He did a great job with his opening. Um... Also, a lot of people are just saying the baby mm-hmm. and Charlotte being represented mm-hmm. on, on the BET Awards. Uh, QJ underscore 94 said, my least favorite part was Lil' Kim. What in the hell was she doing? And that, and that was echoed by at least four more people. They said Lil' Kim was terrible and her speech was even worse. So. Wow. Mm, they didn't, At least they she didn't. ain't had Rich Homie come out this year and mess up big <laughs> But they said she could barely move. She like she was out of breath. She couldn't talk on the podium. I was like, nah, y'all do a little game like that. She looked bad. I saw a video where she was doing her little whatever that dance is. She looked bad. I missed her part. First of all, if Little Kim didn't do that dance, I would be upset. Like, mm. she's got to do that dance. But it still looks bad. It doesn't matter. She's got to do it. That's Kim's thing. <laughs> it's like Mary J. Blige coming out and, and not doing, doing, doing her. the bop, not yeah, doing the Mary she, bop. She has to do it. Kim got to do that dance. All right, Madhouse, y'all be chiming in. Y'all know y'all chiming on the our voicemail, 704-227-8780. What they hollering about? This is Mr. What the 
Hey, yo, the baby, the baby, the baby. That boy put on again last night for the city. Got Charlotte on fire right now. Hey, boy, keep doing your thing. And no limit. Doing Mr. Brown's testimony or testifying in court. I think he did say he feared for his life. But there's three things wrong with the story. First one, if you pull out a gun, you got to use it, which he did. Second, if you're doing something illegal and it's three people, don't you think one out of the three got a gun? Therefore, if you shot one, you got to shoot the other two so it won't be no witnesses. This, this, this. You with me? And the third thing is wrong with this whole story. They took a backpack full of drugs. Come on. If you drive four hours to buy some damn drugs, you buy garbage bags full of drugs. Ying, ying, ying. You got it on your mind. Let it off. 704-227-8780. We drop the Madhouse question of the day each and every morning at 605. It's No Limit Larry in the morning Madhouse voicemail. The views and opinions expressed are those of the Power 98 listeners and not the views and opinions of Power 98 or its advertisers. Never charge you for anybody else singing. Skin girl, skin just like pearl. It's the best thing in the world. I never charge you for anybody else singing. She says she really grew up boy like me. No believe in nothing but the Almighty. Just a little jeans and a pure whitey. She never dreamed for ever be nobody wifey. Yeah. She wanna me not pretty, but your heart is a miss. Play you like a villain cause she caught in a way. Tonight I am walking away. Line to buy mine and I grind. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you owe me. I'm glad that I'm calming down. Can't let no one come control me. Keep dancing and call it love. She fights it by falling slowly. If ever you are in doubt. Remember what mama told me. Brown skin. The Sound Of is a music talk podcast. It's hosted by myself, Steve Black, along with Ann Carlini and The Rev. And between us, we have more than six decades of experience on the radio. I guess there's a Kiss-themed wedding chapel in Las Vegas. So for just (laughs) $6,000... Is that all? Just six grand? Ace will be in your wedding party. Each week, we share our opinions on bands, concerts, albums, songs, artwork, news, events. Part of me goes, wow, that's so cool. What a unique experience. And then part of me is like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) I like... You can access The Sound Of on your podcast app. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or at bpodstudios.com. Or just text the word sound to 49743.